Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Wednesday, I believe, is it? Yes, it's Wednesday, getting ready for the second half of the week. Packers clearly taking their time, sweet, sweet time away from football. This is their window. But two weeks from today, folks, they will be on the practice field. Two weeks from today, we'll be there. Cheesehead TV will be in attendance for the start of training camp. Cannot wait. Speaking of cannot wait, I can't wait for the games to start. And I know you can't either. You know the best way you can find tickets for Packers games, both home and away? That's right. It's Ticket King, people. Ticket King has been based in Wisconsin since 1992 and are staffed with experienced, friendly, and knowledgeable folks that can help you with anything Packers ticket related. As you can see in the video here, you can head to the Cheesehead TV app and find tickets to each individual game. Links for every single game are available at the Cheesehead TV app. Make sure you check them out. Ticket King, only stop you need for your Packers tickets, both home and away, every single game. Hello to everybody in the comments. Hope you're all doing well. Good to see everybody mixing it up already. That's right. It's time for our running back preview. We got running backs on the mind today, heading into the 2022 season. And you have to start. You got to start with Aaron Jones. That's right. 10 total touchdowns last year, averaging 5.1 yards per carry in his NFL career. Made the Pro Bowl back in 2020. Probably should have made it last year as well. But Aaron Jones, a lethal running back, both with the ball in his hand in the running game, excellent in pass pro, dynamite receiver. There's no hole in this guy's game. And I just want to point out, I saw, I believe it might have been Perry Goldstein put this up on Twitter either earlier today or yesterday. Um, If you go back and watch that Cardinals game, you are going to see some yards after the contact from Aaron Jones. I think clearly A.J. Dillon gets all the pub in that regard for good reason. He's a monster. He's a bulldozer. But... Aaron Jones should not be slept on when it comes to his power and his sheer ability to drive through tackles and create yardage where there is none. Um, I think that's an underrated part of his game. And the more you go back and you watch um, everything he did, not just last year, but throughout his entire career in Green Bay, uh, that is something that he has done extremely well that I don't think he probably gets the credit he should. Uh, Speaking of that bulldozer, the quadzilla, the quad father himself we got aj Dillon, who led green bay last season with 803 rushing yards seven total touchdowns in 2021 and a 4.5 yard per carry so far in his nfl career this is the best tandem of running backs in the nfl i'm sorry i know you can make a case for a few other squads and i get it and i'm i'm open to your arguments but the ability as an offensive play caller and designer to be able to basically interchange these guys. And there's no area where either one is extremely weak, where you have a tell as a schemer or a play caller. Okay. Well, Dylan's in there. They're clearly going to do a B or C. Oh, Aaron Jones is in there. They're obviously going to go X, Y, Z. You can't do it. You can't key on it. And that makes them incredibly potent. I'm hoping I'm praying I'm doing whatever I need to do to see Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in the same backfield more. And I think there's a possibility we do see that, given that, you know, we're going to enter a new era here without Devontae Adams, and a lot of that production and, and that, that play calling has to go someplace. I'm hoping we see more Dillon and Jones in the backfield together. 
another guy we saw a bit of last year, not a ton, but a bit of, was Patrick Taylor, the former undrafted free agent. Uh, was on the practice squad for mu- much of the season, but did get called up in November. Was somewhat featured in that final final game in Detroit, where he had 53 yards and a touchdown in the season finale. 3.9 yards per carry on his career. I don't think he does any one thing spectacularly well, but I think he's done a really good job of learning the offense and being able to you know, come in at a moment's notice. You saw it in the playoff game when A.J. Dillon went down. I don't think a lot of people remember, but there's a very impressive third qu- end of the third quarter drive where AJ, you know, Aaron Jones is being, I think, given four or five runs in a row, and he has to come out. Uh, just you know, due to fatigue, and Patrick gets in there, and there's the. It's very clear that there's nothing off the table, playbook wise or adjustment wise. He handles himself really well, both with you know getting a few carries and in pass protection. It's clear the the, the adjustments, the playbook, none of it's too big for him. Um, interested to see what he brings this summer with another year under his belt. And then we've got Mr. Kylan Hill. Seventh round selection last season, averaged 19.9 yards on kick returns. He obviously had a fantastic camp last year, earned that spot over Taylor coming out of camp. Um, was really interested to see what he might be able to do down the stretch. Of course, he did suffer that horrible knee injury in the week eight game against the Cardinals on kickoff return. He'll most likely start both camp and the season on PUP. And a note there. Thank you to the eagle-eyed or eagle-eared brain slash whatever viewer in yesterday's Packers Daily who did point out, yes, PUP has been adjusted. It is only four weeks long now. Um, like I said yesterday, I did note, I did know that they had amended yet again the injured reserve rules, but I did not see the amended PUP time slot. So yes, it is only four weeks when you are placed on PUP for the Packers to have to make a decision after that. Now, what's tricky What's really tricky when it comes to Kylan Hill is if he is to start the season, as we got to believe he will be, on PUP, that's four weeks. Coming off of that, the Packers have a two-week window to make a decision whether to activate him or to put him on injury reserve and essentially lose him for the rest of the year. Even if he goes that full six weeks, the two weeks prior to the four-week sit-down, that puts him just about a year post-knee injury. I just think that's going to be awfully quick to make that jump back into action. I think there's a really good chance that Kylan Hill doesn't make it out onto the field this season. I hate to say it because we did see such promise from him last summer, but the timelines are really tricky for this kid. Pulling for him, but we shall see. Um, And then finally, we got a couple guys because of Kylan Hill's injury who probably have a shot to turn some heads and make some moves this summer, starting here in a couple weeks in camp. Start with Tyler Goodson, undrafted rookie from Iowa. First team, all Big Ten in 2020, had over 2,500 yards in three seasons at Iowa. He was really productive, uh, sure-handed, not a dynamo in the passing game, but certainly seems to be able to hold up in pass pro. That's always the key for young running backs. Um, He'll be competing with B.J. Baylor, the undrafted rookie from Oregon State. First team all Pac-12. He led the Pac-12 last season with 1,337 yards and 13 touchdowns. Kids' tape is pretty exciting, I have to say. I've seen a lot of kind of smoke around Goodson's name, but do not sleep on Baylor. He's an exciting kid, and he he can produce with the ball in his hand. So I do wonder about the level of competition, the jump to the NFL. 
going to be interested to see if he can stick his nose in there and pass pro and kind of line up and man up against bigger linebackers, blitzing ends, et cetera. But I'll tell you what, as purely as a back running the ball in his hand, trying to produce, I, I'm excited to see what this kid can do. And that all starts a couple weeks from now, two weeks from today, actually. Packers will be on the field at the start of training camp. Um, clearly, with the running backs, I think a big part of the kind of mystery and or excitement around this offense is how they are going to utilize Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. They are two of, if not the two best, skill position players they have on this team. They have to feature them both running the football and getting the ball in the passing game. Hopefully we see that A.J. Dillon wheel route we've been waiting for for two years. Um, but as far as the running game itself, I think as we talked about yesterday, I think both of these guys can make stuff happen no matter what's happening in front of them. But it would certainly go a long way to making their lives easier and showing more production if we got if they got a little bit more consistency up front. Um, now, we'll see what happens as far as Bakhtiari and everybody coming back along the offensive line. Um, but I don't think anything last year, as far as the regression of the running game production-wise, has much to do with either Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon. I think it has a lot more to do with both the, the offensive line and the shuffling there, but also a commitment or lack thereof to the running game. So here's hoping going forward that we see a little bit more of 33 and 28 especially on the field together. What's going on, everybody here in the comments? Good to see you. Oh, Robin's here. What's up, Robin? What's going on? Lieutenant JFK420, thanks for checking us out on Twitch. Always happy to see people joining in on our newest platform. Not big on Twitch yet, but we're working on it. Buddha, how are you, man? Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Soder's here. What's up, Soder? Good to see you. I hope I'll see you at the Patreon happy hour. Coming up uh, a little later this afternoon, 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 Central for the Patreon members. And also, if you're here on the YouTube channel, stick around 6 o'clock Eastern. We'll have the return, Season 3 of Cheesehead TV Live Packers Trivia. It's going to be a lot of fun. Big B's here. What's up, Big B? Good to see you, buddy. Hope I see you later. I know you're ready for Packers Trivia. You always are, bud. Brandy, uh, that is perfectly stated. Nothing wrong with an outlet pass to AJ for eight yards. Couldn't have said it better myself. Read high to low. If they're covered high, throw it low. Let AJ absolutely decimate people. Uh, there were a couple games, the Rams game most notably. There were a couple times where the Rams were playing that cover two shell. Rodgers just chucks it down in the left flat to AJ, and he bowls over a upcoming cornerback and picks up a first down or gets them eight yards on first down. I love that stuff. That's that's good stuff right there. Krista, how are you? Thanks for joining. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> Brandon, just run screens with Jones and Dylan 60 times a game. I don't hate it. I don't hate the idea. I'm kind of in on it. Twitch will get there. Thank you, bud. I hope so. Mm. <sighs> I will say we grab Julio down by the schoolyard, also a song of the day. Danny, I like the song. Not too wild about the prospects of uh, Julio Jones coming to Green Bay, but we'll we'll see. We shall see. Still time to uh, make a few moves. Uh, what else we got here, folks? Oh, make sure I didn't miss anything. Uh, Devondre Campbell is pumped for camp. Yeah, he does seem to be chomping at the bit, doesn't he? I love it. I love it. 
Big Nicks, will you be able to ask media questions this year or are they only doing in-house media? Uh, well, they're not doing just in-house, meaning they're not just doing team media. But yes, they're only uh, holding press conferences live in the room. They're not having any kind of remote slash Zoom component. So the only time I'll be asking questions is uh, in training camp. So I'll be asking coach questions every day. I'll be in the locker room every day um, for the duration uh, while I'm in Green Bay for training camp. But outside of that, not during the week, not after games. I'll just be chilling. So enjoy a Neglerless media session this year. Should be fun. Ramage is here. What's up, Matt Ramage? Good to see you, bud. Hope you're doing well. Hey, and speaking of being in Green Bay in a couple weeks, Ramage, you, me, beers. It's going to happen, bud. Can't wait. It's going on. Tyler, thanks for dropping that link in the uh, Twitch chat. Appreciate it, buddy. Scott, you can just look up CHTV on uh, Twitch, just like this. You'll find us. Big B, don't forget the hashtag. That's right, buddy. That is right. That is correct, sir. Uh, oh, no. Saw a woman with a Doobie Brothers shirt on the other day. Was going to tell her I knew one of the members, but he now goes under the alias Soder. Anybody who was watching our draft show knows that that's the truth. I love it. I love it. Nags, who's a surprise cut? I get this question every year. And every year I say the same thing. If I knew, it wouldn't be a surprise. And I know, I think uh, Josh Sitton's release has scarred us for life as Packers fans. Now we always expect there to be some surprise cut. I think that was a very specific circumstance and situation that I don't expect to be repeated. Um, now that said, would Kurt Benkert qualify? Because I think maybe it already happened. Other than that, I can't, I mean, I know somebody threw out there a couple days ago or last week uh, or a few weeks ago, um, Dean Lowry as a possibility. And look, am I going to completely dismiss the idea? No. Do I think it's likely? Also, no. Next season, 33, we'll have to earn his future contract extension. M, it's an interesting uh, kind of situation, right? With Aaron Jones, they certainly going to ride him to the wheels come off as much as they can this season because they need him. He's one of their best players, and he is undoubtedly, hopefully for them and for him, going to be incredibly productive. But then they run up against the fact that his cap number balloons to $20 million next year. I can't fathom a world where the Packers keep Aaron Jones on that cap number. Kidding. He's going to be like 29, 28, something like that. I just I I will be absolutely shocked if they don't approach him about some kind of restructure. And if he refuses, then I would suspect, yes, they will most likely let him go. But there's a long way to go before we get there. And there's a lot to play out. Anything can happen and probably will happen between now and then. But it doesn't. Yeah, it does set up to be like I mean, not the last dance. because We've been teased by that before, but. There's certainly going to be some hard decisions to be made after this season when it comes to Aaron Jones. No question about it. (laughs) Aaron, big talker, Nagler, big talker over here. You got it right. Uh, (laughs) So when the time comes for subs and emotes, there has to be an animated BJ Raji dance emote. This is the greatest idea I've ever heard. I love this. Hmm. 
Will our Lizard King Lazard be a start in week one? Randy, absolutely. Um, will he be heavily featured? I have no idea. Um, obviously, I won't be privy to the game plan, but yes, no question about it. He'll be there along with Sammy Watkins, along with Randall Cobb. And outside of that, everyone else will probably be fighting for playing time. But those three, I think you can expect, you know, coming out of camp, that they will be kind of in heavy rotation for your wide receiver group. No question. Uh, Bring on the Cheesehead TV emotes. I love it, Scott. Slowly but surely, it'll happen. Ooh, George with a big question here. Why can't we get over the hump in the playoffs? How long you got? I mean, there's any number of reasons. And if it was just one thing, Brian and the Packers would have solved it. You know, it's been a combination of things. Back in the day, it was the defense giving up 30-plus points every fucking time. Um, the last couple of years, it's undoubtedly, if you want to boil it down to one aspect, not being able to hold up up front. You know, people talk about Rodgers, and yes, he played poorly in that game. There's no doubt about it. And yes, the pump block was horrific, not to mention the missed or the blocked field goal. Um, special teams absolutely crapped the bed last season. But you look at how overmatched they were up front, even at home, where Rodgers can supposedly manipulate things with the snap count and what have you in a friendly environment. They were run over up front especially as that game went on. And the same thing happened the previous year against Tampa Bay. Both of those times, you're kind of at the mercy of David Bakhtiari's injury. And that's not to lay the blame on David. He fought like hell to try and get back. But both times they were, you know, last year they had Billy Turner out there who hadn't played in how many weeks on a bum knee. The year before, they had Turner and uh, yeah, the, the veteran former – Lions tackle whose name I can't remember. Um, Wisconsin guy, but you know, who are just completely overmatched. Um, but you know, th that said, there's a million other things. You know, that Aaron again, Aaron Rodgers did not play well. Um, last two years ago, it was Kevin King giving up a touchdown, a brain dead touchdown prior to half. Um, Aaron Rodgers, two three and outs after two Jair interceptions in the second half against Tampa Bay. I mean, it's never just one thing right? It's always an you know, aggregation of a bunch of things. But to me, the common denominator in the last two seasons has been not being good enough up front on offense more than anything else. Randy. <laughs> when you see Matt LaFleur, tell him I say, hi, Matt, I'm Randy Clancy from Wisconsin. Don't give up hope. Go get more wins. I'll tell him that. I wish everyone can stop putting it all on Rodgers by saying he's a big choker when it's always defense and special teams. They always want to change the narrative. I mean, he did not play very well. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. I'm, uh, you're correct. The special teams certainly played the garbage, but the defense didn't. Defense played pretty damn outstanding against the 49ers. And the year prior, defense gave him plenty of opportunities to go win that game, and they didn't. So... You know, I get it. Yes, the choker thing is lazy, and I understand that's that is annoying. But it's not like you can point to that game and show anything where Aaron elevated the guys around him. I mean, the one real play he made was the end of the first half when he breaks contain, rolls out to his right, and hits Aaron Jones for that big game. Which to this day, I'll never understand where Aaron Jones doesn't go out of bounds or at least go try to score. Um, 
but yeah, no, it's you know, there's Aaron's not above criticism. But yeah, the choker thing, it's just lazy. It's it's old school talk radio stuff that I have no time for, no doubt about it. It was Ty Summers' fault. Brandy is always getting to the bottom of it, no doubt. <laughs> Uh, the last two years have been a dramatic switch on the O-line from what they wanted to have out there. That's fair, Brendan. It's true. Um, and it's not like Brian Eslin tried to go make fixes. I mean, hell, remember he tried to pick up uh, a tackle and the tackle ended up getting COVID two years ago. No, you just can't win for trying. So is Josh Myers going to make a big improvement in his power? We talked about that a little bit yesterday, Savage. Um, you have to think first full offseason in the weight room, NFL offseason, should absolutely help. Um, you know, it's never, you know, a, a delineated, oh, look at him. He slipped a switch, and now he's so much better in this area or that area. But um, it'll be interesting to see how he comes into camp if he's a little heavier. I know he's going to play with both knee braces on going forward. Um, hopefully that helps, you know, whatever his base is. Um, but, yeah, I think – uh, you should see improvement in that regard. One would hope, no doubt about it. Now it all comes down to him, right? It comes down to his um, work that he does in the off season. Um, I have no reason to think anything other than he has been working his ass off and will come in chomping at the bit and ready to go. Bottom line, bears still suck. I couldn't have said it better myself. And with that, I'm going to have to head out and get ready for the return of live Packers trivia right here on the Cheesehead TV YouTube channel. Hope you guys can join us. Uh, it's up right now on the YouTube channel. So if you want to hop over there, I'll see you over there at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. In the meantime, please hit like on this video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends, and tell your family, Cheesehead TV. We are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. <laughs>